Welcome to For the Love Podcast with best-selling author Jen Hatmaker. Come on in and join us for a chat with Jen and friends about all the things we love. Now, here's Jen. Hey, hey, you guys. Hey, it's Jen Hatmaker. Welcome to the For the Love podcast. I am so glad to to be with you today. We are in a series that is so life-giving to me. We are talking about For the Love of New Beginnings. And I'm just, I'm, I'm so, been so inspired by it. And this is just that time of year where there's something noble, right? About turning our eyes to this calendar year and, and where do we want to develop and what do we want to strengthen and which parts of our lives do we want to enrich and deepen and bring more meaning to? I, I think these are good questions to ask. I think, I, I actually think New Year's resolutions or whatever you want to call them get a bad rap. I think this is a great time of year to turn our eyes to new beginnings. And so um, I asked this guest on because I really love the way she is living. I like the way she's doing hospitality. I like the way she's using her home, her energy, her time. And I I sincerely believe that if we will dial in today and really listen to her story and learn from it and be inspired by it, because this is the simplest thing in the world, that this could be one of those new beginnings that really changes our neighborhoods and changes the way that our family does life. So... This is this is the kind in other words this is the kind of new beginning that I'm wishing for all of us. I think that's what it is. I'm putting a new beginning in front of us that I am hoping we embrace as a community because I think it would make such a difference in our world. So today's guest is Kristen Shell. A lot of you guys know Kristen. She is um lively and spunky and sparkly, and she's basically on a mission to love her neighbors. So Kristen um, basically put a picnic table, a turquoise picnic table, in her front yard and started inviting her neighbors and friends and even strangers to hang out and do life together. That's it. Like, that's the most simple concept there is. Like, I'm, I want, I feel disconnected. I want to be more connected. I'm going to put a turquoise table in my front yard. And it, you guys, it has turned into this whole thing. Um, so it started like that. Since Kristen has written a book called The Turquoise Table, and this whole new concept of hospitality unfolded behind it. So um, before long, The Turquoise Table led to this movement called Front Yard People, it's just the best. Um, in fact, she's going to tell us in a few minutes, you're going to love this part of our interview about Front Yard Fridays. I mean, there's just so much in here, you guys, that every single one of us can get our hands around just ordinary people who want to create community where they live. So um, there are turquoise tables at this point um, all across America, all 50 states and in eight countries. I mean, this is really from some, from something that started from a hundred dollar purchase, this has gone literally around the world. And Kristen is just, she's like a neighbor. She's like a friend we'd have next door. And so I want you to hear her, um, tell how this started and why, and then how it has grown and what it has meant. So she's been all over the place. She's been on the Today Show talking about this. She travels around the country, speaking at conferences and events and um, teaching people how to open their homes and lives. So Kristen lives right here um, with me in Austin uh, with her husband, Tony, and they've got four kids, three in high school and one in fifth grade. So we are living a very, very similar life. So I just, I, I, this was a really meaningful discussion for me. And I hope it is for you too, because this is one thing that every one of us can add into our lives in 2018 to create more meaningful homes, meaningful families, and meaningful communities. So I'm thrilled to bring you today, Kristen Schell. 
Kristen. Kristen, welcome. I'm so, so glad to have you on the show. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. I'm so glad to be here. Thanks. I know. I'm just, you know, I was just telling Kristen offline right before we started recording that those of you who don't yet know Kristen, and I know a ton of you do, but those of you who don't, you're just about to fall hard. So I, I'm excited to just talk about you and who you are and some of the amazing things that you've done. Um, I'm, I'm so, I'm a smitten kitten about oh. the turquoise table. <laughs> I like Smitten that. Kitten. Yeah. Like I, I just, I, I love, I love it all. I love it so hard. I want to marry it. So I think all of us, <laughs> I think everybody a t-shirt that says that. <laughs> yeah. That, listen, I'm here for your marketing plan. If you want to send your people to there me, it I've is. Some there's ideas. the endorsement. Yeah. Yeah. She wants to marry um, it. I think, uh, uh, probably everybody listening, you and I both included, um, struggle sometimes with sort of getting into our own little bubble, you know, whether it's with our own family, like my whole extended family lives here in Austin on both sides, my, my parents, my in-laws, my, all my siblings and their families and my sister-in-law and her family. And so my own family could be my bubble because I love them and we enjoy each other. And so, um, I could do nothing but family for tons of time and never, ever bust out of that. But maybe it's like our church friends or our career friends, or I don't know. But the thing is, sometimes we don't even know the people that live next door to us, right? It's such a weird time to be alive. Um, but you know, we're women, we're crazy for connection. Um, but because we're so busy or we're shuttling kids around or we're working long hours or all of the above, I just, I don't know that we really give ourselves a chance to just be a good neighbor. It feels like some sort of optional line item that we just offload. Um, but I think everybody wants to know, how do I do this better? Or maybe even where do I start? So what I love I love, love, love what you have started with the turquoise table and with front yard people, <laughs> best, best ever. Um, so I told everybody a little bit before we hopped on um, about you and what those are, but would you just, I want to hear it from you. What, can you tell us what got you started down this kind of unconventional path um, to get to know your neighbors? Well, and it is unconventional. I mean, this is one of those things. I mean, I could never have dreamed this up, right? I mean, you, right. and in many ways, you know, you just have to live it and just trust that, you know, okay, this is kind of where things might be headed. But I mean, it was born out of frustration from everything that you just said. You know, yeah. I was... Um, you know, there, there were all these little bubbles that I was living in, but I felt like with, you know, we have four children and then we have a church community and we have friend communities. And so what, but what was happening, Jen, is I was going wide, but I wasn't going deep. I get that. Like, you know, like I was like, I was surface level loving everybody, you know, and like, I'm with all this, you know, different sports with the kids or just popping into the Sunday school thing. And I don't know, it just started to feel like I was skimming the circus circus. It started to feel like I was skimming the surface. Yeah. And I, I mean, I wanted to go deeper. I mean, I think that you get to a point in your life that you just, you want your relationships to matter with your family and with the people that you love. So that's kind of where it was, but I couldn't figure it out because I am just not that smart. And so I would try (laughs) to do more instead of doing less because that's that's what I was thinking. Like I was like, well, if I'm going to, I'm going to join one more thing. I'm going to put one more thing up. Yeah. 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 That that makes sense. It totally makes sense. Right. Like, okay, if I can't really, if I'm not going deep, then let's just keep bubbling up to the surface. Right. 
right? Mm. That's just, I'm opposite of everything that like I should have been doing. And so I would like invite more people over or I would, you know, think, oh, let's just start a book club because then that'll be really good and that'll be meaningful, right? Well, then people would get here and I'd be so darn tired that I was like not even present, you know, like, because it was just one more thing. So I was kind of living this life and, you know, raising the kids and, and realizing, okay, I am clearly not doing this well. And so maybe it's time that maybe I ask, you know, maybe I should pray and say, Hey, somebody wiser than me. All right. You God, maybe instead of leaping ahead of you, Lord, I'm going to let you show me how this could be done because we know God is, is pro people. He loves his people. He created us to be, you know, together. And yet I was failing at doing that. And Mm. so, yeah, he's got a thing for neighbors even. Right. Well, and that's, so yeah, that's the thing. So, so I just, you know, it, it, it turned out just kind of weird, this whole turquoise table thing. I mean, who would have thought that that would have been God's answer? You can't even invent it. No, you can't. Like, how, how did it come to be? Okay. How, did, how did turquoise table come out of, like, just a smattering of Bible studies and book clubs and too many Denver invites? I mean, how did that, like, emerge from the mire? Right. Because I mean, I mean, it is, it's a leap. Well, actually, so there, I had a little spiritual meltdown mm-hmm. and you are actually, I, we haven't even talked about this. You were actually at that spiritual meltdown that I had. <laughs> yeah. So you're, it's your fault, Jen. No, no it's going to be safe. I promise the story's okay. You were at the uh-huh. Verge conference. Remember the Verge conference? Like, However many years ago, maybe five years ago, at least. Yeah. Yeah. At least. So I was, this was when all of this was going on in my head, you know, I'm living in the minivan. I want my family at dinner. I'm casually waving at people who live literally across the street from me. I don't even know their names. Like all of these things are circling around in my brain and I'm at the, and then I go to the Verge conference and do you remember you spoke? So like how they did that, you know, it was like Ted talks. And so you spoke for probably 10 minutes and then the lights went down and then great music came on and then they would show these, these documentaries. Well, Joe Saxton, our friend came on stage and I had never, I didn't know Joe at the time. And so she came on and she, she gave the words in the context of discipleship. You can't be what you can't see. And in her that beautiful, so you know, oh, it's a, you yes. can't be what you can't see. <laughs> and I, I lost it. I was so mad mm. at God at that moment because I was like, I can't be what I can't see. So you better show me. I like, I didn't know mm. it was okay to be mad with God. Right. Like I didn't know that that was allowed. Sure. And I didn't know that yeah. I could like shake my hands with 1200 people and like in the middle of a, of a convention <laughs> hall and scream, show me God, show me. And, yeah. um, and he did. So then the lights yeah. went down and it got really quiet and I'm sobbing because I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing, you know, to love neighbors, to use hospitality as a gift, all these things. And this little, this documentary came up and it's produced by, um, Deodox Films. And it's mm-hmm. about the story of a woman named Ludmila. Mm-hmm. and Ludmila lives in Prague, the most atheistic country, um, in the Eastern Bloc. She's an 84 year old widow. And as mm. after her husband died, she asked the Lord, what is it that I'm supposed to do? And he replied to her, you know, so the story goes, you, you are my ambassador to the kingdom of heaven. Mm. And so she put this bronze plaque on her brownstone. And every day she would open up her doors to whoever would come 
And mm-hmm. you have to see this T-90 little apartment. Like it, her, her, she would have to move the tiny kitchen table over so she could unfold a bed at night to sleep. It was, wow. and there were no provisions. Like Ludmila was not consulting Pinterest on how okay, to right. invite people right. into her home, right? Right. This isn't like a Brooklyn brownstone with four stories. No, no, no. This was, I mean, really, yeah. like, it was like, okay, she might've had tea. She might've didn't, but you know what she did? I had never mm. seen this. It, the ministry of presence. Mm. And now we talk about that some now, but five years ago, I had never heard of those words, ministry of presence. And so right after Joe says, you can't be what you see, you can't see, I scream at God, show me. And then I see Ludmila model it in wow. such a simple way. So then I was like, okay, I'm going to be Ludmila. And so then I got like really obsessed with Ludmila. Like all my friends were like getting mad because they're like, Kristen, quit talking about Ludmila. You're weird. Like she's like, we're over Ludmila. We're over Ludmila. Okay. Like, okay. Like yeah. it, it's, it's okay for us to all have imaginary friends, but like this is <laughs> exactly. taking it to the next level. But it was like, I needed like this, like this visual. And so I kept asking, I said, Lord, give me my table. Give me, you know, show me how I can be, you know, a modern day version in America of Ludmila. Hmm. And so I was having a party, a backyard barbecue, actually with, um, with a neighbor, with our friend, Susie Davis. And Susie, we were supposed to have it at her house or her lake house. And at the last minute, um, they were having some plumbing issues. And so you can't have a party without some, you know, you can't So we switched it to my house. But I didn't have any backyard furniture because, I don't know, we have four kids and we're poor. Yeah. I don't know. We just, we just didn't have any furniture. And so I thought, oh, gosh, what am I going to do? And Tony, mm-hmm. my husband, said, I, you cannot spend a dime. So okay. I thought, well, if I can't spend <laughs> I'm a dime. I'm familiar with that, Mrs. <laughs> like, yeah. So he's like, you can't spend a dime. But I figured, well, then if I can't spend a dime, but I can spend $100 on a picnic table. So I did. So I ordered a picnic table from Lowe's. I mean, literally uh-huh. $100. They delivered it. And they plopped it in the front yard um, to find out where it was supposed to go for this okay. for this party. And when I walked out and I saw it, I was like, oh, it, it, it took my breath away. I knew that uh-huh. that was maybe, well, not maybe, that was where my, yeah. where I could do life with people in a really simple, easy, easy way. And that's how the table landed. We, you know, we put it in the back and had our little party. Um, but then after the party was over, I painted it turquoise because it's my favorite yeah. color. And it has been in the front yard ever since. <laughs> so bananas. Bananas. I, I just love it. Right? So so walk us forward from there. Okay. okay. So you've, you've we've got Ludmila. Right. I mean, she, our obvious, like, patroness. Right. And, and, and setting this example, you've got a turquoise table. You've decided to keep it in your front yard. And then what? Well, I didn't, you know, I didn't really have a plan. <laughs> surprise, surprise yeah. to anyone who knows me. But so, but I knew that at this point I, I needed to go out there. Right. You know? And so I was, I sort of, here's where I, my, my fallback was thank goodness that the official motto of the city of Austin, where we live is keep Austin weird. Because totally. I figured I could totally get away with anything you know, like if it all went south, you know, I could just say I was just doing, you know, I'm just weird. weird thing, right? Listen, one of my neighbors has chickens in her front yard. Seriously. Like we can get away with anyway. So, you know, so, so that's the level of detail that God's in, like that I would be able to, you know, just claim this as weird if, if the whole, you know, front yard yeah. people thing didn't work out, but it did. And, and the very first day that I went outside, um, I met a neighbor who I had never seen before, um, mm-hmm. never even in like the HEB, not even passing. 
I mean, she, and she had never seen me either. And she was out walking and um, we struck up a conversation. She sat down at the table and now Susan and I, I cannot even imagine not knowing Susan. Mm. And it, it was almost immediate kind of affirmation that when we show up and we're present and that was it, like, that's all I, I mean, I wasn't even thinking anything beyond that. Just show up and be present and things, good things can happen. It's true. And people are craving spaces to belong and to be known so incredibly deeply. I mean, it's it's almost hilarious that we get so overwrought on um, how does my house look and is this um, crepe perfect right. and do is the menu on point and uh, like nobody cares. Nobody cares. I mean, really, nobody that I know cares. No. Um, what what we care about are. Um, our, our, we care about belonging yep. and knowing one another and safe spaces to sit and have coffee and to talk and laugh and be loved. I mean, this is the stuff of life. I'm so convinced alongside of you. Absolutely. And that's what the Lord was teaching me, but then showing me and then just saying, go do it, you know, go do it, girlfriend. And and guess what? You know, and, and every time we go out there, you know, there's not, I mean, all, you know, always meeting a new neighbor, but it does. It's just when we slow down long enough, you know, just to be present. Oh my goodness. It's incredible. So I love this. And so what I want everybody to know is that the turquoise table turned into a whole thing. You guys, I mean, this isn't just like some random family in Austin who has a table in their front yard at this point. It is, it just, it totally zipped forward. Like, can you talk to us about how did this transition from being a hundred dollar table from Lowe's in your front yard to being a book? And a movement. And just, I mean, this is a whole situation at this point. You know, you, not only do you have um, the book, you've got the front yard people movement. I mean, girl, this, this got, this grew some legs. It did grow some legs. And tell us about it. Well, and, and, and the preface to all of that is it grew legs because, you know, I wasn't the only one who was longing for this connection, obviously. That's right. And so that's why, you know, it's, I mean, and the turquoise table isn't the hero of the story. Obviously, you know, God's people are, and, and, yeah. and that's why it has grown, but it really has. So here's when there've been a couple of aha moments where I thought, Ooh, I might need to pay attention to this. Right. You know, yes. <laughs> cause I'm just a girl with a table and the very, so after I met Susan, I thought, well, I'm going to tell some of the neighbors about it. And so I knew a handful of our neighbors, you know, but I knew the neighbors who were most like me. So moms who had similar carpool schedules, um, moms who had, you know, age, you know, children the same age. And so what I realized is that I was a little smug when I would, people would say, do you know your neighbors? And I'd be like, oh, totally. I, do, I absolutely, I know my neighbors. And so I started thinking, well, but do I really? And so I started, you know, walking around and kind of, you know, naming everyone. And I realized I only knew about every third house, which is still pretty good. Um, But I want, you know, I I wanted to know others as well. And so I thought, well, I'm going to text a few of the friends who I do know and and give them this, you know, share this idea, this this kind of hypothesis of of being front yard people and see what they think. And so I texted them and super spontaneous, you know, stop by the table, you know, tomorrow. And, and all four women showed up, which was really impressive. Like, I don't know, you know, sometimes you text people, oh, I'm too busy or, or whatever. Right. So I thought, well, spontaneity, spontaneity has a thing going here. So that's also a theme at the table. But we sat down and I sort of shared my, you know, my idea and told them that, you know, going, going wide, but not deep. And the heads were just nodding like bobbles, yeah. you know, yes, yes, yes. And so I, 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 
had hoped that they would buy into it and support, you know, sort of the whole concept of me having a turquoise table. What I never imagined was that literally while we were sitting at the table, they all ordered their own. And so I was like, like, I can't, I know they're like, can we order them? And I'm like, yeah, from Lowe's. They're like, do you care? And I'm like, why would I care? They're like, what color paint? Do you care? And and I'm like, it's nifty turquoise, you know? And they're like, okay, good. And then, you know, they're like done, done and done. Mine's coming Saturday. How did you get your Sunday? You know, whatever. And so then I thought, well, okay. And then my sister-in-law in in San Antonio wanted one. And then a friend in South Carolina and a friend in Nebraska. It was one of those things where it it was just scratching an itch that so desperately needed yeah. to be scratched that, you know, four years later, there are turquoise tables in all 50 states and eight countries. I cannot even hand. I mean, could I you in your wildest imagina- and imagination I, no. have ever thought no. this would happen? No, no. I mean, and it just goes to show the creativity of like, of. I mean, it's just, it, it yeah, no, I mean, and you should hear Tony, my husband, laugh about it. He's like, really? This is a pretty darn good gig, sweetie. <laughs> you know, he's like, you just get to sit in your front yard and tell people how to love you. Totally. But I'm like, yeah, well, you know. I mean, really. That, that's as far as I was equipped. <laughs> I guess I just, I, this is part of my job. I need this to sit at the table with a glass of wine in my neighbor's, honey. It's my career. It is my career. Yes. You know. <laughs> yes. Um, I, I like what you said because I, I see this a lot, you know, how you said it just, it scratched an itch and I've been doing, um, ministry and serving people in and out of the church for well, honestly my whole Your adult whole life. life. And yeah. it's, it's been interesting to watch for lack of a better word, sometimes programs, you know, they're all very well-intentioned, no doubt about it. There's everything Everybody means well, and every program has a good intention, but just where people will end up pouring endless amounts of energy and time and human resources and financial resources into these sort of programs designed to either bring people together or disciple people or nourish them in some way. And yet sometimes it's like it's a hundred dollar table in a random front yard and that is where the movement of God is it's just it's interesting to watch where the wind is at our backs right and and I think it tells us what people are actually hungry for like does everybody really want a thing that's going to take another night out of their week that's going to be difficult on the family that's going to put strain and stress on schedules or do people want to gather with their neighbors around turquoise tables and have a hamburger you know, I just, to me, it speaks to where like God is actually at work. If you don't really, you hardly had to do anything. You barely t- tapped your finger on that first domino right. and off it went. Right. Um, which tells me you've, there's something here that is really common. That's really universal. This, this need that we all have um, to belong to one another. And I just love it. I love its simplicity. You know what else I like? This isn't, another thing you're adding onto your calendar, right? Like it's just, just your house and you're just going to go sit in your own front yard. You're, you're already having snacks or you're already having coffee or you're already cooking dinner. This, this weaves into the life you're already living and just invites people into it. Do you think that is what is drawing people into this? What do you think is the magic here? What, what is the secret sauce? Why are there turquoise tables in all 50 States and eight countries? Oh, it is the best hospitality hack ever. 
hands down. Isn't it? And that's what, and that's, and, and you nailed it because it's like, we don't need one more thing. So, I mean, I, I, I have commitment phobe all the time. I know you mm-hmm. have live in commitment phobe. It's because totally. we don't have, you know, the margins. And it's like, if you were to invite me to something, you know, on November, whatever, you know, 5th or something, I would look at my count. I, w- I might freeze up a little, like I'd get a little, yeah. that little tense and I'd be like, Oh, I can't commit. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's almost, a, you know, whenever out. And, and I just, I, I can't do that. But you know, if, if I'm just going to show up in my own front yard and I don't have to make a meal, you know, or, or an elaborate one, and I don't have to clean the house and it's just, it is, it's an extension of who we already are and it's so doable. You know, I feel like sometimes, you know, we, we do get caught up in the difference in entertainment and hospitality, especially as women. And we want yeah. things to be beautiful. And and I do too. And I still do. And there's a time and a place for that. But when it prevents us from doing anything at all, that's the trap we have to watch, you know. Totally. And, and, and then the comparison. It's like, oh my gosh, her table is so much prettier. My table sucks. Yeah. And so I just, I can't even do anything because I, I can't even make it pretty. Well, it, this is a picnic table. Come on. There's not a whole lot of Seriously. table beautification that goes on, you know. And it just, it levels the playing field for everyone. And that to me is, is just, you know, we, you're right. We, you nailed it too. And no more programs. I can't put one more thing on my schedule, but I do have to eat dinner and, and we, you know, and, and, and if it's paper plates and pizza out in the front yard and, you know, by the way, we get to, you know, hang out with a few other friends, like that's, that's the need that's being met. And, and it's just, yeah. And, and, and deep, wonderful relationships, you know, or have, we also are in a sort of a instant fix society. You know, we want things and we want to, you know, have, you know, really quickly. And, oh, my gosh, if I didn't feel, you know, a way, you know, after I went to a certain program or a certain, you know, dinner or something, then we have this sort of defeatist attitude. But, like, when you're in your front yard and it's like this, you push pause when you end a conversation. And then, like, three days later, you see your friend or your neighbor again. And it's like this continual thing that just keeps happening. And it's so organic. I mean, this it cannot get more grassroots than a picnic table in your front yard. Hey, guys, just a quick break. Hope you're enjoying the show so far. Just want to tell you one quick little offer um, that our friends over at audible.com have for you, my listeners. So this is what Audible's offering you a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial. Just to give you the chance to check out their services, if you don't already love them, they're amazing. Um, You're going to love Audible. You can get a free audiobook just for trying it out. You can check out my books over there if you want them. I recorded them both myself. It's like me reading to you. You could listen to the last one, which is For the Love, or the latest one, which is of Mess and Moxie. And if not those, there are so many other titles available over there. Um, and you could listen to any one of them for free. So here's what you do. To download your free audiobook today, you just go to audibletrial.com backslash hatmaker. That's simple. audibletrial.com backslash hatmaker for your free audiobook. Hope you love it. This is accessible to everybody everywhere. And there's something really um, cozy and a, a beautiful example it sets to have it in your front yard. Like if I'm walking down my street and one of my neighbors has an adorable turquoise table in her front yard and a bunch of my others are gathered, other neighbors are gathered around it and they're laughing 
And it's just like the easiest thing I ever saw on earth. I would invite myself. Yeah. And it's this beautiful, like contagious hospitality that's on display. I mean, literally here we are sitting in front of our neighborhood connecting together and it's just, it's so easy and wonderful. Do you, um, do you find that around your table in your yard, do you do more kind of like um, today I'm going to invite this group of neighbors or this group of friends or, um, or is it more like I'm going to go out and sit at my table and see who walks by or is it some combination of both? It's a combination. Absolutely it is. And so we now in our neighborhood have what we call front yard Fridays and we literally, it's not in, you know, not all year round because, you know, July, August, and even parts of September don't count in Austin. Nobody can <laughs> no, go outside, thank you. right? Goodbye. So, so, so anyway, you know, you're off the hook there. But in the, in the other months, you know, when we can gather in the front yard, every Friday, it's in somebody else's front yard. Mm-hmm. We don't have an email list. We don't have like a big invitation. It is, we have a sign, a wooden sign that's painted with red spray paint mm-hmm. that says 531 because if <laughs> we thought if it was 530, no one would remember if it was five or five thirty. So it's five thirty-one. <laughs> and whoever's house it's hanging in front of, that's where you gather or you show up on Friday if you can. And people know that we bring lawn chairs, we bring coolers, we bring, you know, whatever. Sometimes five people will show up. Sometimes all fifty, you know, neighbors yeah. will show up. We have a deal with the local pizza place, you know, we have like a little tip jar and now, you know, everybody Venmos. But so we just kind of have a way that there's always kind of some some pizza. Somebody always brings things, but there's no plan yeah. and there's also yeah. no expectation. And yet it's been going on forever because it's so easy and doable. So we have that, which is sort of the regular thing. And then I do, I go out there and I love it. And whether people come or don't, either way, it is a gift. Yeah. You know, because if not, I have like just, I don't know, maybe the only 15, 20 minutes I have all day long where somebody's not, you know, yelling or tagging or, or asking or begging or, you know, That's whatever right. uh, on my time. So it's like just sort of my little time to recenter and regroup. And then if people stop by, then then I'm there. And um, and then I, we have what's called table time. You yeah. know, so if somebody needs to pour their heart out, you know, I, I always say you get what you pay for. I'm not a counselor, but I will listen yeah. and hold your hands and cry or laugh or, you know, whatever we need to do at the table. And so it's it's become, you know, synonymous with really a safe place just to show up and be be what you need to be in that moment. Like if I tried, I could not love it more. If I tried, it's so good. And it's, um, what I love about it is it's so simple. It's so accessible. I, I have long said, and I say this with love in my heart for the church, obviously I'm a pastor's daughter, a pastor's wife for crying out loud. We have a church. Um, but the, the church just, man, we just like to complicate things and we like to program it and systemize it and formulize it and put committees over it. And I mean, Lord have grace, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like Lord have grace. Um, sometimes we make things too hard. Um, and this, this is what the work that you're talking about it, to me, it just feels incredibly holy, very, very sacred, really, really important and extremely simple. Like anybody listening, you could have a table in your front yard by tomorrow. Lowe's delivers. Seriously. Lowe's deliver. And what's the name of the turquoise paint you like? Nifty turquoise, because I mean, nifty turquoise, it was like picking an (laughs) OPI paint color for your fingernails. It was like, well, that one sounds the best. That's literally the science that went into picking it. I liked the name Nifty Turquoise. 
But, you know, you, you have, you know, you know, touched on something that's so important. And I, uh, we love our church. We are, you know, and, and the church has been and huge in our spiritual formation and remains so. And I remember going in and, and seeking the counsel of our pastor um, when I thought that this might become a thing, you know, and I needed to pay attention to it. Let me tell you, when you said, Lord, have grace, let me tell you what he said to me. He said, in every, every ounce of my being wants to co-opt this and take it and turn it into something for our church. And he said, and I'm not going to do it. I'm not. And he said, and here's why. We will kill it a thousand times over. And he said exactly (laughs) what you just said. He said, we will program it. We will, you know, we will committee it. We will, you know, we might not, it might not even be turquoise by the time we're done with it, you know? (laughs) And so, and so he said, here's what I want to do instead. We're going to give you a prayer team and we're going to send you out to do what what we we are saying with words we're supposed to be doing. And he's, you know, there's tiny pockets of people everywhere we live. And his benediction and blessing to me was, you will reach more people in your front yard than I ever can from a pulpit on a single Sunday. Go and do this with our full blessing and and God's anointing, you know, to do this. And that was so incredible to me to have that blessing and freedom and still the authority of the church. And, 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 and it just, I mean, it's also scary, you know, as I'll get out to, you know, to go, okay, now what I'm out there, but but that is, um, anyway, that was just one of the most beautiful moments, you know, that I, that I have experienced it because it is holy and, and it is my, um, um, it's, it's where I meet with the Lord, but it's also then, you know, where I humbly try to do, um, to be Ludmila, to whoever, to be Christ, mm-hmm. to whoever comes into our, um, our, the front yard. Um, and, and it's, it's not always easy. It's not always fun, but good right. gracious. It's, um, it's real and it's raw and That's it's right. what, it's what I'm supposed to be doing. It's so good. You've got, um, four kids. Uh, we're similar. We're super, super similar. You're in high school, one in fifth, right? You're like yes. wrapping up elementary school. Thank you, yeah. Jesus. Oh. Um, so how did your family deal with this? Because this, you know, it maybe started small, but it, it went big. And so how do they feel like my mom put a, a table in her front yard and now it's a thing? Were they all in here? Like, did, did, do they have to warm up to the idea? Well, now, you know, and, and this is sort of the high schoolers, the three high schoolers are very, very clear that I am not allowed to speak anywhere that they're going to have friends in the audience. I'm not allowed to (laughs) hashtag them, tag them, or put them on any sort of social media. Right. Like if I'm showing up for carpool or games, I'm not supposed to wear turquoise. Like they have rules. Okay. You know? Yeah. So like they think it's cool. They use it. Like, you know, when they come over with their young life groups or their people, they're fine to use the turquoise table, but I'm, I'm, I have to be very cautious of how I, you know, how I projected them. It's interesting too, to raise your kids in a, in a house of hospitality, because it sort of becomes the air they breathe and they don't even know it. Right. You know, what it, it, it works something into their vernacular and into their worldview and sort of into their souls and spirits that are, it it becomes hardwired, which I love. Like my parents lived like this. I don't, I I think we've lost something in our generation from the one before us, but my parents absolutely positively did full on life with their friends and with their neighbors. And so I didn't know that there was any other way to live. I I had no idea that there was even an option to close our front door and never open it to anybody else. So 
you know, I, I also learned this value so early on without even learning it. I just learned right. it by osmosis. It's in your DNA, of course. Yeah, that's just what you do. This is how to live. This is the most fun way to live. It's the most meaningful way to live. I just, that was how my parents were. And so Brandon right. and I have always, I mean, this is like, key priority in our life is these relationships and being really deeply embedded in our community. But, um, I, I think that that's what we end up passing on to our kids when we, when we live like this. And that matters because I think their generation is becoming increasingly fragmented in real ways. Now they're, they're yes. connected socially on social media. They're, they're more connected in some ways, but yes. in this like old fashioned yep. sit down around a table and break bread way, that's getting lost. You know, that is a, that's a lost art. And so that was totally my fear. So Sarah was born six weeks um, after six weeks before the iPhone came out. So, mm. you know, all my children, your children too, are all digital natives. They will never not yeah. know having a screen available at some point, you know, in, in their hands or in their back pockets or wherever, you know, the devices are kept. And so, you know, that, you know, I grew up very similar. I mean, you know, we were always in the front yard. You know, I can still name all of our neighbors' houses. I can still tell you where the pantries, you know, yeah. were and where they kept the chocolate chip cookies. And and my kids weren't doing that. You know, they started, they were texting emojis back and forth. And totally. you know, I started noticing, you know, we're using, you know, we're talking about filters and, you know, and yes, we're connected. I mean, we, we live in the digital age, but statistics show that despite the fact that we are the most connected era in all of history, guess what? We're also the loneliest era and all of history. And that is all, that's what, you know, I, I, I'm not, I mean, I can't solve it at the 30,000 foot level. Cause I mean, I'm not that smart, but you know, what I can do is I can change it at my own table and, and, and yes. try, it's not either, or it can't be in this day and age. We're too far in with, with technology and technology is great, but it has to be both. And, and I yes. want it, I want my kids to be able to have conversations and not just go sup, sapnin, K, right. you know, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I just, I mean, I'm, I'm boggled, you know, I'm like, I, totally. You, and they don't even email anymore. Email is so now archaic. And I'm like, what do you mean you don't email? And they're like, eh. And I'm like, what is eh? Eh is not an answer. And you know, whatever we could, Absolutely. you know. I so, know we have to help our kids reclaim this lost art of conversation with our mouths. Right. Like this is right. how people talk with their mouths. Right. And like, looking each other in the eyeball. And I mean, we are going to have to, we're going to have to work hard for this. We're going to have to win it in our families because it's just not the culture that they, this is, this is not the air they breathe outside of our homes. So right, right. this is the one place where we can put that stake in the ground and say, this still matters. This is still worth our time and energy. And, and in this house, this is how we're going to do it. I think that that will build something really strong and sturdy, um, into our families. So, all this for you, obviously we mentioned it parlayed into a book called um, The Turquoise Table, Finding Community and Connection in Your Own Front Yard. What do you think of the writing process? Like, I know you didn't um, buy that $100 table and expect to write a book about it. Yeah, no, so, that, yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah. How, how did you find that whole process? How, what did you think of that? You know, it was it was fun, actually. And I may be the only author alive that says that. Now, that does not mean that every minute of it was fun, but, you know, I'm on the back yeah. side of it. So, so, of course, it was a, totally. it was very, fun when it's over. It was very fast, I will tell you. And it was, it was, it was, uh-huh, it was not, um, well, first of all, it's not 
I mean, it's a very simple book too. And that was also deliberate. You know, we, we figured that if, you know, a, a woman is have, it doesn't have time to figure out how to get to the table or, you know, and invite people over and she's already stressed out. She's not going to have time to read a 500 page, you know, memoir about some woman with That's a turquoise right. table. Right. Okay. And so it was super mm-hmm. important to me that this was, you know, very visual, very, you know, simple that, and, and really just about a table. I mean, it, so it, it looks and feels like you were sitting at a table having yeah, you know, 15, 20 minute conversations. And so that was really important. And so, I mean, it, it, it wrote itself. I mean, of course it was hard. I'd never done that before. Um, but, but it was very fast. I think I turned in a manuscript, the manuscript, the final one in, in September and, you know, it was out in June. So for me, it happened really like a whiplash, which is good because I have such ADD that if it had lingered on, you know, I, I, I might not have finished it. I actually do know. I, I, I know. You yes. know. I, like, now it, 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 I wish my processes were shrunken up. They're so drawn out now that I'm like, Oh my yeah. gosh, who's going to put my foot on the gas for this much longer? Longer. Um, so it's interesting because, you know, the book went out and the story went with it. And so now, because it just created such curiosity and interest, obviously, like we've talked about, um, these tables are everywhere. Like you mentioned, I mean, they're, in, they're, they're absolutely right. everywhere. There's one at an, in front of an HEB that's our grocery store listeners, like the yeah. grocery store of our state is called HEB. Um, that there's an one at HEB here in Austin. Where yeah. are some of the like craziest places you've seen these tables pop up or more most interesting or most surprising or whatever okay well the airport has one now the south terminal of the airport which is hilarious and um one of my favorite ones locally is um at austin community college which is you know our Uh largest you know one of our largest employers and and schools here and um but it's also not a residential college and so the faculty and then and the the administration were thinking it's really hard for students who don't live you know uh, you know on a campus it's a commuter college you know to, to really get to know one another and so they have put turquoise tables in their student life groups and uh, or in their student life areas and and I've gone out and spoken with them and and encouraged them and kind of you know given them tips on how to use that and I love that I love that it yeah. is at you you know, the Austin Community College, there's one at the Ronald McDonald House at our area hospitals and, you know, all across, you know, America, people are the most creative ever, like ever. I mean, <laughs> farmers markets and, you know, schools and parks and muse- a couple of museums have them like in there. Their- I mean, every day it feels like I get an email and I'm like, I didn't see that one coming. I really <laughs> could not have seen that one coming. And again, it's just, you know, it, it's, not everyone has a front yard. We don't all live in the same kind of abode. And so there's so much freedom in that. And so I always say, well, then where do you naturally tend to gather? Mm. And that's, you know, where farmers markets and and atriums and courtyards have all come up or, or, you know, in apartment complexes, people are putting them near the pools or near the laundry facilities because it's where people are coming and going. And, and it's just, um, it over, it's overwhelming truly to, to just see the, creativeness of how people love, inherently love so much where they live that they're making it work for their particular area. I mean, and is that not just the way it's supposed to be? I mean, because what works in Minnesota clearly is not going to work in Austin, Texas. It's already like, you know, snowing in like Colorado and, and, and Minnesota and we're still, you know, in shorts. And so I love the freedom that people have grasped onto this to make it work where they live and there's Mm. ownership and there's, there's excitement and there's passion and there's nothing better than getting the email or having, or when I'm speaking, you know, seeing people's eyes light up and say, it's this aha moment. Like, 
wow, I can do this. And there is hope for us to meet one another and take baby steps um, towards really creating the community that we all are craving. I love that. I'd love for you to take that one step farther. Let's say that somebody's listening and she lives, I don't know, she lives in an apartment or in a rental or in a super urban area or just what in a place where the table itself is is not an option. What what would you say? What could be her version of neighboring? Where where would she start? What what would you suggest to her to sort of create this similar culture if if she is not if she can't fit this exact picnic table niche? Well, and this is something that we talk about all the time, and I love it because usually what happens is whoever we're talking to or brainstorming with answers their own question. Mm. So I would ask, first of all, tell me a little bit more. Tell me a little bit more about where you live. So like, let's say hypothetically, you know, it's it, it's an apartment complex okay. and she knows no one. Okay. So I don't know anybody in my apartment complex and, you know, and, and it, it's hard to meet people. You know, I kind of see people coming and going, but I work really late shifts. I'm a nurse. And so I'm not on the same schedule. Okay. So then I think, well, then where's the most likely place you could bump into somebody? Is it an, is it the elevator? Could you go hang out and do laundry all day long? What is it that you need to be doing or where people would naturally gather and just start going there? Mm. And they're like, but that's so simple. You know, like right. it's so simple. And I'm like, right. But let's think what we're trying to do first is just, is, is notice. We want to notice where people are in your neighborhood. We want to notice where people are, are naturally gathering. And then I always say, if you can get a buddy, you know, mm -hmm. talk about this with somebody else because it's so much easier, you know, to, 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 to come up with, with ideas, you know, bouncing off someone else. Even if that person doesn't live in the same apartment complex that your old roommate, you know, from across the country, at least just say, Hey, I'm starting to, I want to get to know my neighbors. I want to build community. I don't know how, but I'm going to start noticing. I'm going to start writing, you know, maybe down names or patterns of things, not in a stalker way, but like mm -hmm. in a, you know, okay, I know there's some women who are, live, you know, three women who are about my age who live on floor, you know, three or whatever. The first thing is just to start noticing. Yeah. Just notice where people are and whatnot. And then it's almost like, I mean, it's not rocket science. Right. You know, then it's like, okay, well, then you bump into somebody and then you're like, hey, I live down, you know, it, it just, it always works. It always works. And so the table, if it's not, if, if it's not the catalyst to bring people together, you know, then it can be an afterthought. You know, people are getting, you know, turquoise, um, you know, tablecloths and they're, you know, having, you know, little gatherings in these places. Just, you don't have to have a turquoise table, you know, like yeah. that's, that's just one, that's just the symbol. That's the talisman right. for what it is we are all trying to do. Um, and that's just simply, um, show up and start, start hanging out. That's it's it. always hard to take that first step, but you know, once you do, I mean, I it, mean, it just, it's just like when Susan showed up, you know, she just walked by and there was nothing planned and it just, it does, it works. It really yeah. does. Yeah. It, it's just so great. Um, I like this so much, um, specifically for this series. Cause you know, this is, we're, we're, we're this is our new year's series. And this is just that time when a lot of us are, we're evaluating and we're thinking, we what do I want to do? 
maybe differently this year? Where do I want my life to have more depth or more meaning? Where do I want it to be fuller or richer, um, more connected? I mean, the older I get, those are my goals. My goals, once upon a time, if they ever looked like career goals or achievement goals, um, as the older I get, I am like, how can I be more connected? How can I feel more grounded? How can things feel more meaningful and sacred? And this is a way, this is really a way. And, and this is worth our energy. It's worth our effort. And you know what, honestly, if only selfishly, like if, if that's the only reason someone says, you know what, I don't really know if this is going to work, but I want some friends. And so I'm going to give this a try. Okay. Like jump in. Like this is, I think this isn't not just, you have to imagine it's not just meaningful for your neighbors and the people that you're inviting in, but for you, for your family, um, you know, for your own home and your own soul, it's so good. It is so it's good. Just, this is just good stuff. And there's nothing wrong with saying that too. I mean, how many people go away on a mission trip and they come back and they're like, oh my goodness, I was the one, you know, I, I went over thinking I was serving and I came back and I was the one that was so refreshed, so recharged, so on fire, so whatever. This is my mission field. It's the front yard. Yeah. And so, you know, yes, when you go out and you serve and you love, I mean, you receive back tenfold and it's, it's, it, it's interesting how, you know, I think that the biggest fear is sort of, you know, time and how, and if we can just get over ourselves long enough to say, okay, I'm just going to go out there. I don't care what anybody thinks, you know, once that hurdle is over, I mean, it's like time is multiplied relationships, you know, fill cups. It's like, it just, I mean, I just want to be like this, just do it, just do it, just do it. But then again, I'm the one that put a stinking turquoise table in my front yard. So of course I, you know, I'm like, just <laughs> totally. do it, you know, You're I mean, here for it. I, I mean, I, you know, so, so it's like, well, don't overthink it. Just don't overthink it. Just show yeah. up and do it. And, you know, That's so great, Kristen. Oh, it's so great. So listen, we're going to wrap this up. Um, these are three questions we're going to, we are asking every guest in this series in the new year, um, new beginning series. And so just off the top of your head, it can be like serious or funny, whatever you want. All right. So a lot of people do New Year's resolutions. Um, what's one that you might like to lay down that you think, uh, this one I'm probably going to keep. What's one that you might <laughs> um, put out into the world and you know, I am not going to keep that. <laughs> oh, oh, hands down. I am not going to lose 20 pounds this year. Totally. <laughs> totally. I, I say mean, it every year. I do too. I'm like, oh, I'm going to, and, and you know what else? I'm going to up it. I'm going to see that 20 pounds and I'm going to just say, I'm also not going to rejoin the, the, the membership of the gym where I always say that I'm going to do it. And then, you know, totally. by March. So yeah. So I, yeah. And, and yeah, that's a hands, hands. We're down just going to lay it down. You know what we need to also lay down along with those, that 20 pound goal. Yes. I continue to hang on to my jeans that were 20 pounds ago. Why? Why? Yeah. Why yep. are they there? They're yeah, just mocking just, me. Like, I just need to get rid of them. Bye. I did that. Yeah. I, mine are gone, <laughs> you know, because really ain't nobody got time for that. <laughs> Plus there's a certain level of shame of, about going into the gym, like on January 2nd. Right. You know, when the gym is right. as crowded as it's ever been in a calendar year. Like, like they see you coming. Right? Like, it's like, it's, I mean, like when you're in the parking lot and you're like, I mean, it is, it's the walk of shame. It's like, okay, here I am again. And everybody knows it's only going to last four days, you know? So it's like, I don't know why I'm going. We'll see you for three weeks and then not again exactly. until next January 2nd. Yeah. So forget. How about this? If you could recommend like one resolution to our audience, just even just one tiny first step um, to becoming a a better friend, a better neighbor, a a better community member in 2018, what would it be? Learn to listen, practice listening, Mm. listen. 
that has been my biggest lesson at the turquoise table is just there's always a time to speak but um i believe that love begins with a with a listening ear girl i want that on a t-shirt could you tell the whole world that if there's a way that you could just make sure everybody hears that message, I think it could change our culture right now. I do too. I do too. I really do. I'm not being hyperbolic. I, I think I'm not either. I think, I mean, it's like lay down the mic and, and listen, except for you. I want you to keep speaking. <laughs> I want you to keep speaking. <laughs> right. Obviously, except for us. Except for um, us. Right. But, but we're going to talk about listening. <laughs> uh, last one. Yeah. Um, this is a question we ask everybody. Um, it was posed by Barbara Brown Taylor and she asks, mm. what is saving your life right now? Oh, shipped the grocery oh. delivery service. How spiritual is that? Yes. <laughs> Coming from no. Barbara Taylor Brown. No, yeah. I've had the um, owner of shipped on the podcast. Oh, I mean, yes. let me just tell you. And, and now, you know, the beauty of it is, is like, I have the same shipped delivery. So if, if people don't know what shipped is, you know, I mean, it is the grocery delivery service. And every yes. Sunday I go in and, you know, I order all of my things. I plan out my meals. I do whatever. And then they come and they deliver it. And now they come into the house and I know them by name. And it's just, it is, it is life changing. And then people are always like, isn't it really expensive? And I'm like, well, no, cause there's no more impulse buys. I don't, I'm not standing there like going, Oh, totally. I'm going to make this and then have it rot because I never, I never get around to making something. So that, that is hands down. Ship. Girl, I'm waving my hanky. Like, yeah. del grocery delivery kind of changed my life. Me too. Um, so I am absolutely with you on that. And listen, thank you for being on today. And I'm serious. Thank you for being who you are. Thank you mm -hmm. for the way God made you. I love how you're knit together. And I love the turquoise table. And I think you have put something out into our culture that is so special and so needed and so sacred and it's just a joy. I, I'm so thrilled for everybody that now gets to know you and meet you and read your book and put their own turquoise tables in their front yard. Thank you for uh, everything well, today. Thank you for having me at your table. It just means the world. Thank you. So I literally cannot wait to hear how many of you guys put a turquoise table in your front yard after this. I'm serious. I told Kristen when we hopped off the, off the call, I'm like, I'm telling you, this is going to mean some turquoise tables in a lot of yards, and I'm thrilled about it. I'm just thrilled about it. There's our train. As you know, the train is part of the For the Love podcast. So if you're new here, just make your peace with the train um, because it's just every single episode. So listen, you guys, thanks for listening. The series is really fun. We've got uh, more amazing guests lined up for you and for the love and new beginnings and kind of all over the map too. It's not just one note here. I'm really just thinking about how do we live a meaningful life this year. And so um, thanks for listening. It's just, it's just been the most, most fun. Um, thank you for your reviews. Thank you for um, your ratings and all the things that matter to a podcast. I, like every one of those matters. So when you take like three minutes to write a review, thank you because it matters. Plus we're listening. We're paying attention. We've gotten some really great ideas from you. Um, things that you're interested in or guests that you'd love to hear from. So we come through all of those, um, and, and pick out, um, super ideas. So we really appreciate your feedback anyway, you guys. Um, I can't wait to see you next week. Thanks for joining us for the show. Um, and have a good one. Oh, just a reminder, everything we talked about today is over on the transcript on my website.
So all the links, Kristen's book, um, I'll have a link to the paint color. I'll have a link to the, to the table. Everything we talked about, you can find over on my website at jenhatmaker.com. Okay, you guys, see you next week. Thanks for joining us today on the For the Love podcast. Tune in next week when we sit down again with Jen and friends to chat about all the things we love. Love you, our listeners. So we want to be sure you subscribe to For the Love with Jen Hatmaker via iTunes or your favorite podcast provider so you don't miss a thing. And if you have a minute, please leave us a review. To become a part of Jen's online community, visit jenhatmaker.com and sign up for her newsletter. It's full of all the things you love, including free stuff. We love free stuff. Thanks for listening and see you next time on For the Love with Jen Hatmaker.